but I just thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. That everyone accepted, like, everyone's gifted at something. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, oh, there's right. there's a yeah. huge difference yeah. between, like, being good at football <laughs> and having magical powers. Yeah. Like, there's a really big difference between those things. Magical okay? powers to, like, to kill things that don't, like, that don't even interact with your plane of existence. Like, that's beyond even magic. That's, like... <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, no, yeah, yes, everyone is good at something, but you can, like, fly in outer space yeah. or something. It's like Superman. It's like, Superman's yeah. being like, yeah, everyone's good at something, and all the journalists are like, huh, good point, good point. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. We are joined once again by TJ. How's it going, TJ? Hello. Great to be back. <laughs> nice. Glad to have you back. Yes. So... Um, as uh, the viewers are probably noticing at this point, the setup is a little different. Just a little. We probably sound a little different Ooh, than we hopefully typically we sound do. better. Um, thank you to our patrons yes. for making it possible for us to get a new yes. live setup. So we are actually streaming yeah. this live, not publicly. It's a, it's a private live stream uh, that is for our ten dollar patrons and uh, and yeah. above. Yep. Um, where they get to sit in and join us live as we record these, but. I also have this new little shifty live switcher where I can switch our camera angles live. Yeah. And what that means is we don't have to spend hours and hours editing this thing after the fact. Yes. Which is going to save us a lot of time. Yeah. I've had, I mean, it's not been the majority by any means, but there's been a couple people being like, wouldn't this be better served as like a video essay style video or something like that? Why aren't you guys doing that anymore? (laughs) Guess what? Now that we don't have to edit these for hours and hours each week, uh, we will have time to get back to that. So yeah, that'll be very nice. It's uh, it's coming. That being said, <coughs> here's the other nice thing. I don't know if I told you this yesterday. These mics are super directional, and oh. uh, they they it really falls off with just a few inches. You see, yeah. I lean back and you can't hear me very well. So that means if there are people downstairs talking really loud or someone in the hallway oh, making noise, you're not going to hear it. It's not going to pick oh, it up. Oh, good, please, please. <laughs> so that's why I decided ultimately ultimately to go with these. But it's going to be that's true because the lav mic is uh, proximal, but it's it's omnidirectional, right? So it'll right. pick up anything exactly. And so when I, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment to get used to leaning into the mic like this. Yes, it is. But this <clears> no is more what... this. No more just like <laughs> chilling and just like answering questions, lounging back. No, nope, no more gotta, that. You got to lean into it. Like a legit podcast. Yeah, we'll have to take the podcast a little more seriously, (laughs) it seems. Okay, so uh, we left off last time um, as the the end of the wing... wing, Was it Winglandi? What is the name of that show? The The Woglindi. That's a reference to... uh, um, It's a reference to... What's the name of that Wagner opera? The Ring Cycle. Oh, really? I did not know. Yeah, it's one of the... I, it's one of the Rhine Maidens, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I know it's definitely oh, okay. from okay. Wagner. Nice, nice. Okay. Good to know. I do know that they mention something about the Rhine Maiden. Yes, I, I took put a it note in there. my notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the, we will be um, talking about that a little bit today. So uh, we basically just got to the part where you're meeting Matthews and his crew um, <laughs> yeah. as they're kind of going through the wreckage of. Uh, the slaughter of the gnosis of our ships in, yeah. the, in the fleet. It's pretty crazy. I actually had a few notes um, ahead of time before we jump into this. There's a few okay. things. Oh. There's actually one of my um, 
diatribes that I took out of the last uh, podcast. Oh, that you edited out. <clears throat> I edited it. I edited it out, which is no longer going to be an option. It seems. Yes. Um, well, at least I not for our live patrons. Okay, not for the patrons, but. but. <laughs> But I made a I made a, a comment about the vector logo and mm. how it was something along the lines of a yin and yang symbol that seems to have been stretched uh, apart, yes. right? And there's a big oh, gap right. now. As I do, I was um, looking at symbols <laughs> and just kind of um, you know scrolling through a few. I was actually looking at some astrological stuff for whatever weird reason, and I came across the vector logo. Oh, and the, for, it is oh. one of the zodiac symbols. It's an actual symbol. It, wasn't it is an actual game. symbol. Now they okay. kind of have a little special like tweak on it. They make it sharper. They make it got some little points. But it is the symbol for Cancer. Oh, Cancer being huh. one of the zodiac signs, um, Capricorn, all that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So Cancer yeah, yeah. is basically it's basically a comma and an apostrophe right next to each other, um, but. I felt like I should put that in now uh, because I discovered that as I was editing, um, talking about the yin and yang, and that one doesn't quite seem to be it. This seems to be a take on the um, cancer like uh, symbol. You can look it up. You know, you having brought that up, yeah. Um, there was another comment we got uh, on YouTube. I decided to brave the comments. Despite, oh, jeez. Oh, brave uh, sure man. It's not a massive, <laughs> but, um, massive spoiler. Somebody was commenting on the symbol that's on the um, the, the emulator Zohar. You, you had oh, said oh. The, Al- the Alif. Oh, the Alif. Yeah, the Alif. The, the and, Hebrew letter. Yeah. What it means in mathematics. Um, so I wanted to read that real quick just Ooh, because. Actually, there was another correction I wanted to read, too. So let me just read this one first. Um, Great breakdown as always. This is from uh, I'm going to guess it's L L O N I R. So I don't know if to, if to pronounce that Lanier or Yon-Yon. if it's like Spanish like Yanier yeah. or something like that. Um, sorry if I mispronounced it. Uh, great breakdown as always. Just heads up, Shiva is a male in Hindu mythology, so oh, not a I goddess. I had assumed it was a goddess. I don't yeah. know why. So so okay. it is a male god. Just wanted to make Very that good. correction Very real quick. Good. This one is from Moragana. The Aleph symbol on the emulator Zohar is used in math. Aleph null is the smallest infinity. It is the infinite list of countable numbers. This might be its intended purpose uh, rather than the Hebrew letter. Could imply the infinite knowledge power divine involved in the Zohar. Never knew that before. That is fascinating. Mm. That is very interesting. And and when you talk about the infinite countable numbers, you're only referring to... um, what would you call it? Non-imaginary numbers, like real numbers, right? Yeah, real. Right. No- and so, oh, as opposed okay. to, yeah, yeah. Um, because so infinite, you, you, it's almost um, a paradox to say infinite countable the, numbers, right? The least infinite, or whatever. Yeah, you can't count an infinite amount of numbers, um, right? But that's fascinating. That's good to know. That's great. Well, also, yeah. Go ahead, uh, TJ. No, I was going to say that's also fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 cool. Because it's the smallest of the infinite. So the fact that it's yeah. an emulator of the original, it's not the actual Ooh. original. Oh, that's right. Oh, because it doesn't have the jewel. Yeah. That means mm. like it's like not quite as infinite as the actual original Zohar. Which oh, there the you go. Infinite, oh my right? gosh. I never would have I never would have figured that out. So that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool little uh yes. anecdote there. So Okay. A few more things. Kay. I mentioned the Ark of the Covenant, but yeah. what I failed to mention is the idea that if you touch the Ark of the Covenant, you die. Oh, really? 
That's, that's right. true. But that's what's that's what's that's happening. What happened, well, well, I don't know that that's what's happening. It I, could, yeah, we that, don't know. For that's sure, what but. could be happening. <laughs> or you, is you all of a sudden people yeah, are touching you, this thing and they're disappearing, and that echoes something yeah. along the lines of don't if you touch the Ark of the Covenant, you die. Yeah. And this happens yeah. in the Book of Exodus. Yeah. Then I've got the Unus Mundus network is symbolized by a snake eating its own tail. So uh, you have you have the Ouroboros right there in the UMN which is, again, a, a callback to Carl Jung, um, yeah. something beautiful. We'll find out why the Unus Mundus network is a snake consuming its own tail. I guess we'll find that out. But yeah. I, I that just kind of um, impressed on my mind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and TJ, then, it seemed like you had something to say there. Oh, yes. Uh, did I? Uh, <laughs> um, what was I getting? <laughs> if, not, if not, that's fine. No, so you're, you're saying the Unus. What did you? What were you saying before the Unus Mundus thing? I mentioned the Ark of the Covenant. How if you touch it, you die. But oh, but, right. but certain like Levite-ish people are allowed to. I don't think anyone's allowed to touch it. But Levites are allowed to carry it, anyways. Right, right. Like yeah. special people sticks. Can carry it. So the point is, certain people are allowed to be near it, whereas normies like you and I right. would just yeah. die. Right. Yeah, you yeah you have to get yeah you have to get into like you have to be a certain the Levites and then like I think yeah. like if we're talking about like the Ark of the Covenant is in mm-hmm. you know if we're talking about the arrangement of the temple the Ark of the Covenant the is of in holies. like the Holy of Holies which yes. only I believe the high priest yep yep is who would to be go a descendant in. of Aaron I think yeah yeah correct yeah yep and only once yeah. a year on only Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur that's correct yep. yeah yeah. Yep. And okay. Only yeah, once. that's what I wanted. But even then, uh, it is the high priest's duty to like um, spread the blood of the spotless lamb on the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. but he doesn't mm-hmm. touch it. He just drips it from above. He'll like drips. use his finger uh-huh. and kind of drip okay. it, but he still won't touch the Ark. But okay. <laughs> the idea is, well, maybe somebody could touch the Ark if yeah. they were very, very special, uh, but these normal people are not allowed to. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> last little bit here. Um, I, as I was editing and I was looking at the footage again, we talked about that brain anomaly in Xion that or in, it, that was detected when Xion was hooking up. And they yeah, were like, the temporal lobe. Something's oh, up yeah. in the left hemisphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, upon review, it does seem like that was Xion, not. Um, yeah, because we weren't sure if it was Cosmos, Cosmos or Xion. Yeah, and it could yeah. be because it's just a it's just like a female figure that's like in a silhouette, and they're just yeah. like there's a diagram, and it's like I couldn't yeah. tell was that Cosmos or Xion. And yeah, it and seems the script to me itself. that it was probably Xion. So the brain anomaly, upon reviewing the footage as I was editing the last episode, it does appear to be happening in Xion, not Cosmos. That's what yeah. I gathered. Okay, but it, but it okay. is ambiguous, at least a little yeah. bit. Okay. Hello, this is Mike. And upon my further review of the scene that Kaysen is referring to, I couldn't find what he was referring to in terms of a silhouette. He was saying that there was like a diagram or silhouette. I'm guessing this is what he's talking about. And if this is what he's talking about, this is most certainly Cosmos, not Xion. This this diagram here, like this, this is most certainly Cosmos. This silhouette it is definitely Cosmos, not Xion. So I don't know if that's the silhouette Kaysen was referring to or not, but this is the only one I can see in the scene. And to me, that's that's definitely Cosmos, not Xion. And then the last thing is the word vector for this company, Vector. Oh, that's like the a math word term. Vector is well, what it, it's like uh, two points. It's like a connection, or it's like the relationship between two points, right? Like a vector. But right. it can also be described as like a, like if you have a, <coughs> like um, 
like an animal or an organism can be a vector for a disease or something like that, right? Sure. So you'll say vector in that sense as well. So anyways, uh, this is all some stuff. That uh, note on vector is going to be very important as we discuss um, another company that's int- introduced through the course of this episode. Right. All right, that's all I got. I just want to get those away before we... Uh, Move on to Move the next on section here. here. Yeah. All right. So all right. Uh, we talked about Cosmos calling. It seemed like Margulis or somebody like that, and reporting yeah. that uh, it was confirmed to be an emulator, not the original Zohar. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then Shion and Alan went into <clears throat> the pod. Yes. And yeah, they were in the commander. Yeah, <laughs> hanging on to the <laughs> top of on the, the pod. Yeah. It was classic, man. Yeah, was hanging on to the top of it. Um, and Cosmos then is kind of just floating through space. And there's a ship that arrives. It's called the Elsa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crewed by three dudes. Well, four technically, and then um, some robots. Uh, Matthews is the captain with the red hat. Then you've got uh, Tony. He's like the pilot, the the blonde pilot guy. Mm. And then he got a guy named Hammer. I noticed. All right. <laughs> I know here, Hammer. Oh, I can't say what I want to say. I, I can't know. do it. It's a, uh, uh, all I'll say is possible throwback to Xenogears with possible. this character. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, and they are kind of bantering among each other. Uh, the, di- the All of the dialogue in this section, I was laughing at a lot. Not always for the right reasons, I feel like. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, So they're scavengers, it seems like. They've arrived at the wreckage. They're going to see what they can find. Uh, I took down this line in particular, which I loved. You moron, what kind of metaphor is that? Don't be comparing us to extinct animals. Because he, (laughs) I think, I think Hammer said something like hyenas or vultures. Or vultures, Ah. yeah. Yeah, and so like. Don't you know it's 6000 AD? I liked this. As like cheesy a line as that is, and yeah, as yeah. weird as it is that they would reference something like an extinct animal that they would sure. never talk about yeah. in like a regular conversation, probably. It's just like another thing, kind of like the pilot of the Waglinde, yeah. who was talking about coal and yes. like um, chemical propulsion. Yeah, the metaphors being old right. metaphors and then calling out that it doesn't make sense. In yeah, order yeah. to... That's funny place us or remind us again we're like really far in the future here yeah so so comparing what they're doing to vultures and hyenas which would be extinct animals at this point it it was just kind of a funny line so i I liked that um matthews refers to himself or or the group as recyclers he likes that better than than, um uh scavengers Scavengers, yeah yeah yeah, trying to put a put a pretty face on what they're actually doing (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, I'm assuming we're going to learn more about them. I, I do remember Alan talking about how they may be um, uh, affiliated with the, the Ku... What, is, what was the name of that organization? Oh, Kukai yeah. Foundation. The Kukai like Foundation. Word. The Kukai Foundation. Yeah, Kukai Foundation, right. yeah. Kukai. So I, I feel like we still have more yeah. to learn about, like exactly how shady what they're doing is or not. Yeah, who was it? It sounded like maybe uh, Alan or somebody was really not pleased to find out about the affiliation. Yeah, he didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like, what are we doing with these guys? But Yeah, and then I think if it's the same conversation I'm remembering, Shion sort of calls him out on like, hey, that's kind of racist what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. Yep, that's right. Because Alan's like, oh, oh, that's. Places just there's like mutants everywhere, and she's like, Hey, and buddy. now the fact oh. 
So the fact that um, Xion used the word racism because he said mutants, right? Yeah, I think I don't know exactly what he's referring to, but I it was, sounds like they're probably like human people. I took like, a note on like this. Humans, I least. took a note on this, yeah. and I, we'll we'll get to it again later. But like, okay. I think what he's referring to is not the mutants themselves, but the people in the Kukai Foundation who make the mutants. Because oh. she was from the planet where they were doing that. And this is Miltia. Miltia. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, uh, old Miltia was where. I think the it's experiments pronounced. were made where the mutants were created. So I okay. think she was saying that's a racist thing to say about Milchians or something like that. The people who live there. Gotcha. But anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, okay, so Hammer uh, says something about finding a geocrystal. Mm. Um, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like it's out there. So they go towards it, and I think it's... Um, it's uh, Tony who starts to freak out. Oh, that's not a geocrystal, you idiot. That's a corpse. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I really it's liked cosmos, it because right? yeah. it's Cosmos. Yeah. And Cosmos is not human, right? Like Cosmos right. Is, is, I don't know what material she would be constituted of. Yeah. But like, it, I kind of liked that touch that she was mistaken for this, whatever a geocrystal yeah. is. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. How about that? Yeah. So like, anyways, <laughs> that's why the, their sensors weren't wrong. It was just yeah. that. It's it cosmos, a not a human being, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm supposing that corpses are a regular encounter for these guys. If probably. they're scavenging these, you, yeah. know, you know, these, uh, what, outer they space probably, trash fields? Yeah, they probably seek stuff like that out where there would yeah. be a lot of dead bodies around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a tornado chaser, right? Sure. It's like right. you chase those tornadoes, man, but there's aftermath. You're going to find some stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, here's a line that I really laughed at. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I, I I was doing it live too, so you know the chat was with me, and we were all kind of laughing. But yeah. um, Tony stands up and says, "My dead grandma told me to be respectful of the dead. Sorry, but I don't want any bad karma." Like, <laughs> <laughs> who refers to their grandma? If you're like my grandma died when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? If I talk about her, I don't refer to it. Well, my dead grandma <laughs> told me this when I was a yeah. kid. Like I just say my grandma, yeah. right? Well, um, I wish I wish I remembered the Japanese there because it's possible that that was a specific reference when you when you refer to somebody who is dead. You do you typically? Oh, do they speak do that in, in Japanese? You you just use very respectable terms, but um, mm-hmm. it could be something like that, like you know, rest rest their soul kind of thing. Oh. Every time you bring yeah. up, I don't know. I, I don't know that it was soul, that. Yeah. I, w- I would like to hear it, but it's well, possibly just the would, way the Japanese was Still written. would have been way better to say that. God, yeah. God rest her soul. Rather than yes, my, dead my grandma, grandma rest her soul. That would have been a little better into English, right? Instead of my grandma who died. My who is dead, dead grandma yeah, told my me. My grandma who is dead. Yeah. Who is dead. <laughs> this sounds goofy. Yeah. It yeah. does. It does. Uh, yeah. So we were kind of laughing about that. Uh, a little bit of a clumsy Now, you know line, what, though? That So I see some unintentional funny there, but also it, the intentional funny is, is there, too. Yes. Right? The way he's talking about it. Like, I suppose I, it could be. It's funny in both ways, yeah. I think. It's funny yeah. because, whoa, that translation was a little awkward, but also, like, the way he's talking about his dead grandma yeah. is actually pretty Well, it's the, it's the following line that threw me off even more. Oh, yeah. Because then he says, you moron. Oh. What is that? Your dead grandfather out there? Like, what, dude? Yeah. Oh, geez. I think they're just all supposed so, to be well, dumb. Maybe that's why the <laughs> specification that this was his dead grandma he's talking about. Maybe that's why that was important. Uh, that because was the next line make, like, is like the feet, dead Like the setup for the, the punchline. Something like that. Yeah. It's still really clumsy and funny. Oh, very much. But um, 
then after that, like Hammer's talking about how cute she is. There, this assumed corpse. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Tony says, "Oh, oh she's man. turned the other way. It's a shame we can't meet face to face." This is a fetching dead person. Dude. I know. I know. <laughs> what are we Creepy. Do- what are we doing? That is pretty. Jack. What are we talking about? You know, they. The, I think they're just completely desensitized to this. Like this that, just that could does be. not bother them. Yeah, at the all combination anymore. of like they've seen a lot of stuff, and they're just all supposed to be kind of goofy people anyway. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the only way to get past that, you know. You see, you're yeah. around death all the time. You just start joking about it. Like I right. can see that, you know. That that is yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. I, I mean, you know, soldiers and people who see oh, yeah. a lot of like oh, really yeah. messed up stuff. It's kind of the only way to cope with that. Sometimes, you know, oh, for you sure. have to be able to have a sense of humor about it. Otherwise, you're just gonna yeah. be like, you're just gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah, mentally destroyed. Right. That that being said, I mean. This, referring to this guy's dead grandfather, that's a little it's close to home, right? You know, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> real, harsh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's when Cosmos kind of like wakes up or starts talking to them. Yeah, she threatens that she's going to break this window unless they take her to Second Milsha. That's where she intends to go. They kind of tease her like, "Oh, yeah, give it a try," right. and so she like breaks yeah. the glass, right? I really like that because it's, but it's just, just like enough. it's just enough to like almost break the glass, but like yeah. it's but it's like if you don't do it, you know, I'll punch it again, and you're all screwed. Right. Now that, that this kind of speaks to Cosmos' ability to like uh, control her force, yeah. like she really must well. They they do this later on where it's like, hey, be careful. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll lower my power to thirty yeah. percent or something like that. Right. But she's really good at analyzing yeah. a situation, at least with force. And right. using the proper amount of force. Yeah, because right. right. she could also, like, detect how much force the window is able to withstand without breaking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and that's she, interesting. She kind of announces that, like, another punch and I'll break through it. Yeah. You're, you don't seem to be wearing spacesuits. Yeah. 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 Like, and even it's, if they were, it's like, <laughs> if you want to live it's, it's a combination of, like, absolutely terrifying, but, like, kind of funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, they let her in. Um, and she starts like setting the, uh, the, or setting the course to second Milsha. Um, they get a, a transmission from Shion and Alan's pod. Now this was kind of funny. So there's a couple things I noticed in this scene, just like little things. And I, I wonder if you guys had picked up on this too. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, first of all, this one isn't nearly as interesting, but the pod that they show from the outside that Cherenkov is holding onto mm is significantly smaller than the inside the that they show. <clears throat> now, I know this is kind of common. Did, I did notice this. Yeah. With like uh, yeah. shows like Star Trek and stuff, right? Like <clears throat> like getting the scale correct on interiors and exteriors yeah, yeah. is not always like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But the really interesting thing to me in the scene is I noticed several times, actually throughout all of what we played, several times where they would switch in the middle of a cutscene between real-time rendered graphics and pre-rendered. I, Even I though it's yeah. the same yeah. scene, it's yeah. a pre-rendered. Now that's scene. fascinating. You would think, yeah. that, I don't know. You would think that that would be um, programmatically like not easy. You'd rather just have it all be a cutscene than keep switching yeah. back and forth. You know, right? That's interesting. I like it. So, I was trying to think of why they would do this, and I was trying to take note of each time. The first time right. it happens is, I think, when Cosmos punches the glass, and there's a big effect. Oh. Mm. So this could, remember how we talked before about the compositing explosions and yep, stuff? right. Huh, that could be it. That could be it. Yeah. So I think it was like they're trying to keep a consistent FPS. Hmm. And that 
particular effect they wanted to do slowed down the rendering time. It mm. actually seemed to me like this particular ship, like the bridge of the Elsa itself, like is kind of an environment that for whatever reason was tough to render everything in real time that they wanted to. Okay, yeah. I was mm. looking at the walls and like it's not just a texture. It's like they have rivets and all kinds of things that yeah. are individually modeled mm. on the sides of the like on the walls okay. of the ship. And so there's probably a lot of polygons in the scene. Yeah. And so like anytime there's a big effect or this was even more interesting to me, the call between Shion's pod and the Elsa when they're doing like they're over the shoulders talking to each other. Oh, yeah. I believe they're mm -hmm. rendering both interiors at the same time. And ah. so they actually then cut to a pre-rendered for their conversation over the comm as well. So a pre-rendered clip, a pre-rendered clip allows them to load the next scene or a scene underneath it as right. it's playing over right. the top. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's not like this is like significant stuff to talk about. I mean, yeah. it yeah. plays pretty seamlessly. There's like a small yeah. audio break in the cut. Yeah. Like you'll hear oh, like yeah. a little yeah, there's like little a, like There's like a little pause too. There's like mm. it's a very it's very it's very slight, but every time I play, I do notice there's like a maybe like a half second or second pause. Yeah, mm. because they are like cutting everything out, like the audio, which has like the ambient hum of the ship or any oh, music that's yeah. playing has yeah. to be faded out, and then yeah. there's a cut to a new thing where they kind of fade it back in again. Huh. So, mm -hmm. anyways, I thought it was kind very. of interesting uh, as you're playing it. Like, take note of that because another thing that gives it away is that the actual um, the font of the, the subtitles changes too. It's the same font type, but in the pre-rendered scenes, they have a drop shadow on the text. Oh, and right. in oh, the right. real-time yeah. rendered uh, scenes, it's like a stroke, like a black stroke yes, around I, the text. I, I have noticed that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so anytime you see that, that means that you're watching a pre-rendered video, not yeah. a real-time rendered, uh, like the in-game engine wow, that's cool. uh, sort of going on. So we were kind of taking a look at that. I thought it was pretty interesting. Nice catch. So they let her in. Uh, they have to. Um, and we're introduced to the character Chaos here. So she comes yes. in and she's oh, like, chaos. just like, yes. hey, do what I tell you or I will just like, I'm I'm going to Milsha. I could just kick you out of the ship and do it myself. Like, I don't care. It's no big deal. Right. And they're like, fine, we'll take you to Milsha, right? Um, but then this kid, Chaos, shows up. This is a very mysterious character. Sure. Like, very mm -hmm. much so. And I really want to learn more about Chaos. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know why. He, he seems to have some type of antinosis capabilities as well. Yeah. Right? That's so, hinted at here. Yeah. He seems to have some sort of control over their immaterial representation. And I yeah. don't know. Is he a realian? Is he a person? Is he a robot thing? Or I don't know what's up with him. But he's fascinating to me. There's definitely yeah, a lot of I, mystery surrounding that character. What were you going to say, TJ? Yeah, I want to bring up a couple things just about that. Like, uh, first yeah. of all, just a quick thing. Like, you notice that his name is always spelled throughout entirely in lowercase. Oh, um, really? So anytime yes. you see his name in the Wait subtitles, in the subtitles just, it's yes. a lowercase? It's so that lowercase. almost hints that he wow. is, it's not chaos, the pronoun, it's chaos, the idea, right? Like, he is chaos as the opposed concept. to... Yeah, yeah, chaos. the concept of chaos. Yeah. Anyways, that which once again goes into that kind of fluidity, the 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 um, ambiguity that you find, you know, on the edges. Sure, that's fascinating. Did you have more to add to that, uh, TJ? Yeah, yeah, just one more like additional thing. Like, and I think this is the scene that this happens. Like when he walks into the bridge of the Elsa, like Cosmos is observing him, and I think this happens in this scene. Like 
she goes back like in her memory banks basically and watches like basically replays the scene of chaos yes. like coming in yeah. and it appears it's left ambiguous but it appears that it's like one second he's not there and then the next second he just appears yes like it's yes. very like it's it's not spelled out but it's almost like he just kind of materializes out of nowhere like yeah. or at least wow. that's what the game game is trying to like again it's ambiguous but it, it, that's what the game seems like it's trying to suggest yeah i did Whoa. not catch that at first no. and this was really interesting i'm no. glad i was streaming it at the time oh yeah because i knew something was significant they wanted me to see yes because yes. they go into cosmos's point of view and she's like paying very special attention to chaos yeah, and she and she's like, and I was like, why? Why are they doing this? So I was rewinding, yeah. and going back to the scene and looking at it and saying, mm-hmm. okay, what? What is she looking at? Like, what's weird about this? What she's looking at? Right. And then someone in the yeah. comments points out to me uh, that she that he's appearing. He's not walking. He's not opening the door and walking through the door. He's like materializing in front yeah. of the door, and that that's what she's looking yeah. at. And I thought at first, oh, but is that like a we're having Render. trouble rendering this thing, and so <laughs> we just don't no. show him walk through the door. Is no. that a the game engine was finished six months before the game had to be released? And right, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that was it, but it was like no. no they're pay- what they, what they want you to look at there is the fact that that chaos is like teleporting into the bridge of the ship. Wow, which yeah. was like okay, who is this guy? And, <laughs> yeah, and and Cosmos in particular like seems to be very fixated on like what is going on with this guy the other like the crew of the elsa either didn't notice or like maybe this is just normal and this is just what chaos does and they're used to it right. but like either they knew and like, didn't care or they didn't know yeah again mm. it's ambiguous but cosmos for whatever reason cosmos specifically is like kind of there's something about that that catches her eye and we don't know we don't know what it what it could be at this point. Yeah. And Cosmos more or less keeps it to herself too. Right. So it's yeah. like it's not just chaos that is like super interested in her. She's also cautious yes. or interested about him. There's right. something about him that's there's interesting. Something you know, about yeah. There's another scene later on with uh Ziggy, uh, where he the same thing happens. He he's like replaying something back in his mind and I can't tell exactly what he's looking at. We'll we'll get oh. to that later. But Oh yes, they, yes, they, I had the same this. issue. Yeah. They oh. do this and it's like Oh right, right, right. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get to that. But okay. they're, they're, yeah. this game, you've got to you've got to pay attention, man. <laughs> if yes. you miss yeah, it, it's, you, it's, you've it's missed kind of it, exhausting. You know? Like the amount of stuff <laughs> and like just how quickly it's like yeah. so I'm like, you know, it's it was so when Whenever I play it, it's like, thank God there's all these like kind of jokey scenes and sort of like, you know, making fun of Alan and like Captain Matthews yeah. acting like a goof. It's like, oh, good. Some room to breathe from all these mysteries they're throwing at you. I know. And they've they've introduced us to dozens, just dozens yes. of, of intriguing mysteries at this point. And it's yep. like, OK, we're, we're putting them all up on the shelf right now. <laughs> yeah. And we're at some point we're going to get some answers, but we're still yeah. early, early on. So very early. That's, I am yeah. not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let me come down here a little bit. Oh, so I, we kind of skipped over the conversation that Shion has with uh, Cosmos. She's like oh. yelling at her, like Cosmos, oh, yeah. and this kind of goes throughout the oh, whole scene. Even when they're the still in the pod, right? Is this right. what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, because she threatens essentially to kill herself and Alan 
Yeah, because Gosh, Cosmos right. will not yeah. listen. Like Cosmos that's will not right. rescue them. This yeah, because she's like, oh, just wait up, twenty like... hours. The the new fleet will show up, and like they'll rescue you. And so don't the safest yeah. place is for you to stay put. Yes, but Shion is like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am going. Uh, of course, I'm safe here, but I'm coming with you. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the fact that like, um, Alan quibs about like oh we'll starve in here or something like that before they come and uh, and Shion's like oh no like you'll die much before yeah, then you'll, um, you're you're suffocate. you're uh, the, you'll suffocate air, in 48 air, hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, good, your good. oxygen's only gonna last 48 hours so like yeah. but that's very unlikely yeah. to happen right because <laughs> someone is gonna come pick you up but uh Shion is losing her control over yes. cosmos yeah and the, it's increasingly yes. bothering her yeah. Um, yeah. And this goes all throughout the scene. So she's like yelling at her, like Cosmos, like like a parent to a child, like, listen to me, you're going yeah. to do this. And Cosmos, like, yeah. no, I'm not. Like, you've yeah. I'm a weapon. Like, I have another mission. I have a protocol. Yes. Like, you're not like yeah. my commander. And, and Cosmos is much better at analyzing yeah. the the potential results of a situation than Shion is. Sure. So yeah. Cosmos, I, so Shion's like, "Hey, do this or this," and Cosmos is like, "I'm way smarter than you." There's like a two percent chance that that's yeah. going to happen, and there's a thirty percent chance that what I think is going to happen is going to happen. So, like, screw you. This is how it's going. Right? And until <laughs> and Shion, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, sure threatens that, to kill herself. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Shion, like in Cosmos's programming, or so Shion thinks, like. Following Xion's orders is supposed to be Cosmos's like prime directive, basically. Okay. So like the fact that she, the fact that Cosmos is like, no, you're, I'm gonna do my own thing. You're gonna just stay here and wait to be rescued. Right. Like, this is like, this is like Xion's like, this is not what I programmed. This isn't you. right. Like, yeah, exactly. Who is giving you like if I didn't do this? So where are you getting this? You know, where are you getting these? other orders from basically now um, well that that brings back to my mind where they were like oh we've never seen this when they were like in the simulation yeah, or just after yeah. we're like oh it's evolving the network is growing faster than i've ever seen before yes, yes. like whatever yeah. happened there probably reprogrammed cosmos it could have some effect right. yeah and, and the question is posed to Xi'an later on, like, did you write her whole, like, the, did you create the entire framework for all of her code and everything? And she's oh, saying right. yes. Right. And so, but she didn't do that. Right. So either yeah. um, Cosmos can, like, write her own code, which is probable, yeah. or... Or she's Somebody getting else's, or she's getting uh, orders from someone else, yeah. Yes. And we already know that, I believe Cosmos did report something that made it back to a yeah. person in the last episode. Right. Um, yeah. And so someone is connecting, contacting Cosmos yeah. um, that I don't know if Xion is aware of that. I would guess that Xion is it, not it, aware of this. Xion, yeah. As far as we know, Xion is not aware of anything else that's going on in Cosmos' head. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she threatens to like open the pod and kill themselves. And yeah. she, uh, I think Cosmos doesn't buy it. She tries to call her bluff at first. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. then which is crazy. Young, like begins to initiate it and Alan's like totally panicking. Alan's, yeah. She's yeah. serious. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so Alan, dude, what a joke. Cosmos. Yeah. And this was interesting there. She knows something because she knows Cosmos can't let her die. Yes. Yeah. So she has at least that trump card to get yeah. Cosmos to do what she wants her to do. And also, right. I think she has some idea that she is helping 
the world, right? Like yeah. if Cosmos gets out and Shion is not there to contain her, Cosmos could destroy the whole universe or something yeah. along those lines. Like it feels like this mm. is a nuclear secrets and Shion is like, I'm not letting her out of my sight. Right. Right. Because if she yeah. gets out and I'm the only one, only one who has like certain codes that you input and then either wake her up or probably put her to sleep. Um, and she needs to be present. Otherwise who knows what Cosmos does right. on her mm. own. Right. So um, Cosmos gives in. She says, fine, but like you're slowing me down yeah. on my mission or whatever. Yep. Yeah. They it was him, chaos, I think. It was chaos, I think, that oh, you're right. convinced convinced Cosmos to let them on. Or interesting. Yeah, so or, he, or he chaos, had a connection. Yeah, chaos was at least why not help them out, you know? Like and that's sort of what um who knows if Cosmos would do it anyway, but it was him that made the initial suggestion. Right. It was like his presence and the fact that Cosmos gets a little distracted by who is this, right? Or whatever it is that she's yeah. thinking, and he he does make the suggestion. That's right, uh, yeah. to just like bring him in. So they do. Uh, there's there's a lot more sort of like uh, power struggle between Shion and Cosmos. Yes. Uh, she's she's yep. yelling at her yeah. for trying to leave him behind. She's getting more and more frustrated, and she still just can't yeah. believe what Cosmos did to uh, Virgil. Like that's right. really right. shaken her up. Like right. She and just she doesn't know Cosmos all of a sudden. Yeah. There's this yeah. thing and that she created. She's the mother. She's the programmer. And all of a sudden she doesn't know yeah. it anymore. And it's right. like, is what this, happened? Is this the scene where Cosmos is trying to get Matthews to take her to Second Milcha? Uh, where she on or Cosmos is? This or is still Cosmo. when they're all together. Or like I, I know that yeah I know at, at at a certain point like Cosmos requests like Ma- like ask Captain Matthews like can you take me to Second Milsha and Shion's yes. freaking out about that too okay yes this is the same yeah, I believe this yeah. is okay yeah because yeah because that's another thing like why do you need to go to Second Milsha Cosmos that wasn't in your programming either right right and uh, mm-hmm. yeah Shion is suspicious of that so she's yelling at her about this as she continues to demand Cosmos for answers. Yeah. Cosmos basically just tells her almost yeah. like a command, like, I need you to adjust my sensors. Like I'm running low on yeah. power and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's like, why, why would I do that for you? Yeah. You know, she's trying to like throw <laughs> like a little bit of a fit pouting a little bit. Yeah. Before that, Cosmos was basically just completely ignoring her. Right. That's true. That's true. So anyways, it's, it's, there's a power struggle going on. Chion is not liking this one bit and Cosmos is more or less just doesn't care about her. Yeah. Other than yeah. she has to keep her alive for some reason. Hmm. Right. So hmm. then we get a scene where Chaos kills a Gnosis mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, tries to explain it away, saying that everybody has one special skill yes, that right. they're yeah. gifted at. <laughs> and everyone except oh, so Alan just accepts that answer. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's interesting that Alan, of all people, is the one that like has the only sane reaction everyone else just kind of waves it off yes but at the same time no one no one cares about alan (laughs) no one no one listens to him he's got no charisma he has no presence people don't even know his name people like keep questioning like wait who are you wait you're you're still here what are you who are you who's this guy and it's like he's been there the whole time it's so funny and that's a it's a running joke throughout the rest of the game and it never i hope so funny yeah it it, it's never not funny (laughs) (laughs) good yeah so like it's really interesting because just one sort of lone gnosis that was left behind, yeah, I guess, apparently. comes yeah. through 
and everyone's freaking out, and Trenkov is like trying to shoot it. I, I again, on, yeah. I just don't <sighs> understand the point I, of even trying to yeah, shoot. Yes, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that, and if maybe it's do? maybe it's just like they're in the moment, like your brain just goes crazy. It's like, oh my god, I got to do something. Like, right. not otherwise you just rationally. Die. It's like, oh, I have a gun. You know, might as well. Even though, yeah. like, you know, just sitting here, like, thinking about it more analytically. Yeah, of course, it doesn't make sense. But right. Well, but, but had you, you like, ever run you away? Ever... I would think, right? You oh, could run. Enough. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, I mean, I guess. So at least corner yourself and then use the gun, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, fair enough. I mean, how far can you run on a ship? I guess, but yeah, like, but still, the first instinct hide be... or something would yeah. be yeah. more effective than trying to shoot the thing because it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And maybe so, I mean, Sharankov is a soldier, so maybe it's like maybe his first instinct in like most situations is just to shoot. Fair I enough. Yeah, fair enough. Guess that's true. Yeah. But anyways, he's trying to shoot the thing, and then Chaos just like sort of nonchalantly, very calmly walks up. Yeah. And like just touches it and it just fetching yeah. dies. And everyone it, is like, What the f- what the hell just yeah. happened? Yeah. This is what makes it, chaos it, so interesting. Yeah, yeah, not just die, like kind of just slowly vanishes into the ether, basically. Mm. Right. Um, right. Whatever power it is that he has, it was it was different. And the yeah. fact that I mean yeah, like Kason was saying, this builds a ton of mystery around chaos because the military had been designing Cosmos, I would think, for a really long time. There were prototypes before this, and they've been building this weapon forever. And to their mm-hmm. knowledge, this is the only weapon that is effective against the Gnosis. Yeah. So clearly, uh, they yeah. don't know about this chaos no. kid. Yeah. No. The chaos kid. The chaos like kid. Chaos whoever kid. this is. He uh, he has he likely comes from a lab experiment or a government. They program. do mention something about that a little later. Yeah. So, oh, right, right. Anyways, yeah. there's likely reasons for it. But as we also are introduced to uh, later on in this episode, um, there are other private companies that uh, make arms for the military, right? Right. And so yep. the, there are several competing companies that could be uh, that could be running experiments and doing different things. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, but I just thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. That everyone accepted, like, everyone's gifted at something. It's like, dude, oh, there's right. there's a yeah. huge difference yeah. between, like, being good at football <laughs> and having magical powers. Yeah. Like, there's a really big difference between those things. Magical okay? powers to, like, to kill things that don't, like, that don't even interact with your plane of existence. Like, that's beyond even magic. That's, like... <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, no, yeah, yes, everyone is good at something, but you can, like, fly in outer space yeah. or something. It's like Superman. It's like, Superman's yeah. being like, yeah, everyone's good at something, and all the journalists are like, huh, good point, good point, Superman. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's no, exactly dude. what I felt. I was just like, how are you guys buying that? Yeah, like, that's, that's funny. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I was just born with the gift of killing Gnosis. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, it's I was a, just the one thing. really uh, useful I sucked at math, but I was really good at that. Really good at killing Gnosis. Well, that's neat. Yeah, right? So... Anyways, I found that was kind of funny. That's funny. Um, there, there's yeah. another funny thing here. The captain, I can't remember. Is, is Hammer the Matthews. captain? Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. So Matthews has a hat. Yeah. Now, he's funny. He's, yes, he's I was going to bring up the about, hat. He's talking about, you know, women and life and just I the, noticed the that too. Life. I didn't take the <laughs> yes. note just in case, but I did notice. <laughs> so his hat is funny anyways, but the words on it yeah. say, caution, I'm yes. a boozer. 
Banzai, Banzai. <laughs> That's what the hat says. I want oh, that man. hat. I want someone to make me that hat. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you it's out there. I'll bet you on Etsy or something you can find it. I've one. looked and I, I haven't found it oh, yet. Oh, no but, way. And it's just a I, trucker hat, you know? It's just like classic. Yeah. yeah. I love it. If, yeah, if I, I can't find hat. it, I'll commission someone to make it. <laughs> yeah. So one more uh, thing here is that that Captain Matthews, uh, he is voiced by the Japanese voice of Jet from Cowboy yes. Bebop. Yes. And that is correct in English oh. yes. as well? He's Jet. Yes, I think he so is. Isn't that the character? He's, no, he's not. He's it's not, not? It's not the English voice of Jet. Oh, okay. Ah, well, in, English, in the Japanese. Voiced, yeah. In English, so the English voice of Jet voices another character that's not him? It's another character. Who? That's Why? correct, yes. Huh. Why? I, I don't know. It would have been perfect to just voice that It guy. would have, yeah. I didn't okay. realize okay. that it was the Japanese Jet. That's cool. Yes, so in who, Japanese, that's who Jet. does the Jet English actor voice in this game? Is it a character we haven't met yet? It, yeah, we'll meet him like in the okay. second half of the game. It's very okay. obvious, Ooh, okay. like it, yeah, because it, it's it sounds exactly like Jet sounds. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Doesn't this even guy try did. to change his voice at all. Oh, okay. Great. okay. That's funny. See, yeah, this guy did in Japanese. Okay. It's like he didn't do anything to his voice. This is straight up same, Jet, man. the same guy. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Um. So we get a scene here. With someone named Wilhelm. Yeah, Master Wilhelm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wilhelm, yes. This was a really short scene, but um, there was some interesting uh, yeah. dialogue here. So he's got kind of this gray or silver hair. He's getting a report from someone that's hooded. I think it had like a red. Yeah, yeah a red, a red cloaked priest, like red priestly cloak. figure. A red cloaked priestly figure is in his office reporting to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, Wilhelm says something about not no longer needing to serve the Federation anymore mm. uh, now that yeah. Shion and Alan have kind of joined up with Cosmos. Um, mm. I'm, 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 or I'm guessing if it's not because that's probably just the fact that Cosmos is awake, yeah. is like out there, that we no longer need to serve the Federation anymore. Yeah, right. I couldn't tell if this was like vector executives or something. Yeah, um, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up um, at the very beginning of the scene, the guy in the red cloak says to Wilhelm that. He has a report from Cosmos, and yes, a basically, report from like Shion, Shion and Alan have joined up with Cosmos. So perhaps this is the person that Cosmos was talking. You know, like in the scene where there's like, oh yes, there wasn't yes, the original the Shadow. It was an emulator. It's although not, that person wore slightly different clothes. Well, that's we, we didn't we didn't actually see be. we didn't actually see the person she was talking oh, to when she that's, was talking that's, about that's the true. emulator. I could that's, be thinking that's of a true, difference. but it's it's. Scene. It's certainly a possibility that it could that she could have been talking with him, because like, it's like because this is someone who's getting reports from Cosmos. Yeah, I guess. somehow he's got data. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this would be the person that she had been reporting to. I would think this guy in the red hood. Yeah, um, you would you would think. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, he says something about the Rhine Maiden mm-hmm. being complete now. And mm-hmm. then all phenomena are moving forward as specified by this compass of order. As for the yes. rest, gather mm-hmm. the necessary factors and wait for the other one to awaken. Yeah, those. so I took like four separate notes during just that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. It's crazy. So we have the Rhine Maiden, which is based off of the Rhine River in Germany. It's like the most famous river in Germany, but it's like the natural border between Germany and France. So also the name Wilhelm, is the most famous of the Wilhelms is Kaiser Wilhelm, who more or uh, less yes. started World War One. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, um, more or less historians came more or less. 
Give me a break. Right. And then... Um, um, hold on. I got to stop you for just one second. Yeah. They just got this in Discord. Oh, Look what hey I just buddy. got in Discord. Can you see it? What? Can no, you see I can't. That at all? The, I'm a boozer it's the, hat. It's the hat. It's the hat. Is it? Is it an act? Someone actually made the hat. It says, "Caution! I'm a boozer." Bonsai, bonsai. Uh, oh I have God. the link here. I have the link here. I can send it to you. Email uh, that to me. Perfect. As perfect. Soon as possible. <laughs> Will do. That's great. Will do. Okay, go ahead. So then, there's the compass of order, right? Okay, that sounds like uh, an occult religious organization or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then. Um, the other, right? Yeah, the other one. The other one. What's up with that? But uh, other than Xenogears things that I'm not going to bring up, um, this basically this exact conversation is had in Xenogears. <laughs> yeah, it does feel. Yeah. there is another something somewhere. It definitely felt very Xenogearsy to me. Oh yeah, in, in terms of the ambiguity of yeah, the language being used. Info. Like you can't really yes. draw much from what they're saying. Right. Yeah, you've not played really. The game before. It's, it's meant to intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so the priest there, he's got um, long flowing red robes and a yep. cross type symbol that seems to be topped with like a circle that's probably meant to be an eye or something. Uh, the cross looks a little bit like an angel as well. Mm. Uh, but this is definitely like a religious person that we're seeing here. Yeah, definitely mm. looks that way. Like uh, the, the symbolism or the, the symbols on yeah. the robe and whatnot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, well, I won't say that. That would be a spoiler for Xenogears. Okay, yes. moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so after that, I think this is a flashback of some kind, but we see a planet yeah, a being chrome, destroyed. Like a chrome planet oh, gets right. decimated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. and a woman, I think the name is Pellegree, Pellegree. Uh, c- complains yeah. to Margulis, who is on the bridge of this ship that destroyed that planet, um, that these people were innocent. Margulis yeah. doesn't give AF about that. Um, yeah. The experiment may have been a failure, he says, but I've taken steps to recover the emulator. Mm. If the need arises, I'm not against using the original either. So they have the original. It seems like it, yeah. Mm. It seems like Margulis mm. and whoever he's, whatever organization he represents at this point, <laughs> they have the original Zohar somewhere. They're trying to get the emulator back. Interesting. Uh, so... Yeah, they have planet destroying this. Yeah, this really struck me as I was playing, particularly this section of the game, as being like this feels like the sim- the the civilization that was hinted at in the opening scene of Xenogears. Yeah, like because you know I feel they, like it they, was definitely go- supposed to. I feel like it was definitely supposed to be like really. That's what Takahashi. Yeah, yeah like hmm. like I mean. Like, or like that's what Takahashi like maybe if he had stayed at Square he would have made like a Xenosaga or, or like a Xenogears prequel like and like use this sort of setting yeah hmm. yeah because um, like that's basically what happened with with Deus being activated right? right they were like they destroyed a planet and the whole reason why they were transporting yeah. it at the beginning of Xenogears the Deus yeah. system was because they were trying to dismantle and decommission because it was too powerful. Yeah. And like yeah. here we're seeing they're using, you know, similar right. levels of power drawing from mm-hmm. a similar source. I'll just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. To destroy planets. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I want to say something really quick about the planet that was destroyed. Um, like in, in a sense, it, it, you're correct in that it was destroyed. But if you if you look at the scene, like how it plays out, it sort of like like illuminates really quick. And it almost like it 
it, it almost like it's not destroyed. It kind of just vanishes into thin disappears. Air. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't okay. like it wasn't like you know they fired the Death Star at this planet and it blows up. It like it it almost it's sort of like phased out of this plane of existence or something. Like ah uh, yes. Yeah, so um, it's kind of like a gravity uh, field opens up and it kind of gets or sucked something. through. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So the question is, is it gone forever or? That's where or, we, yeah, or what, or what even happened to it at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very Takahashi. So yes. um, the next scene. Uh, well, I, oh, go ahead. Are you? Are we still with Pellegrini and um, yes. Willem? Okay. Go well, ahead. I was skipping to the scene after that. So okay, if you got something. So uh, Pellegri is an Italian name. I think this is actually important. <laughs> um, the way that this stuff works, we're gonna get some Nazi references. It's gonna happen. <laughs> um, and Wilhelm oh. is German. Pellegri is Italian. Well, the names are Italian, <clears throat> and so we're seeing something of a, a strange alliance. I, I, it's hard to pin this this woman, Pellegri, Pellegri or Pellegri, Peleg, Pellegri, Pellegri. <clears throat> it's hard to pin her, but she seems to maybe have a little more of a conscience than Wilhelm, possibly. She is questioning him like a, just a little bit in, in a certain way. Right? Yeah. It just seems that way. Because Margulis is very like, you know, he straight up says like, oh, you know, what's 1.5 billion people to, to us? And, you know, very matter of fact, like a yes. billion and a half people just died and like he doesn't care whatsoever. <laughs> and Pellegrini's like, you know, how can you say that? They were innocent you know, exactly a billion and a half innocent people like what is your problem dude like that's um, so, more or less what i mean so yeah. yeah that's more or less what i mean so uh pellegrini right. is less of the full nazi german but she's still fascist you know what i mean like <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like, yeah there's still issues here but very she's fine also people wearing... on either side <laughs> very fine people <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> she's wearing she's wearing a cross necklace, right? A thick, um, yeah. you know, uh, cross necklace, almost like an iron cross of sorts, maybe. And um, so she's got this connection with the religion, the religious kind of stuff as well. Um, she has blonde hair and blue eyes, right, with a cross. Uh, is that it for that scene? That's all I got. We're mo- now moving on to my next note is about the Federation capital at Fifth, Fifth Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The orbit Fifth Jerusalem. Now, in the Bible, there is a legend of a new Jerusalem. Yes. Somewhere mm-hmm. that will come, that Christ will reign in for some time in the future, something right. like that. So I think it's in, in the book of Revelation somewhere. But if we're on Fifth Jerusalem, man, <laughs> that would be Second Jerusalem. Right. So we have well, gone multiple apocalypses since that new Jerusalem to now we were at the new, 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 new Jerusalem. Yeah, because Jerusalem. in Xenogears, they reference new Jerusalem. Because I think, what was it? It was Isn't in, it like it was their second works. earth. I know their second earth. In perfect works, there's a reference mm. to Neo-Jerusalem. Neo, that's oh, what it was. It. Oh, being I remember like, that. Being like I remember the original now. capital of the, the original capital of the, the, of that civilization. Right, okay. so like Neo Jerusalem is like their new capital. Earth used to be, but then Earth. that became that became like a, a hollowed sort of like almost uh, forbidden right. or, or um, taboo place to go. Like right. it, it was like the, a religion kind of like oversaw Basically, anything going yeah. on there, and that mm. that I think was like original or old Jerusalem. Right, and then Neo Jerusalem was the, anyways. So this is fifth Jerusalem. They got five of them in this. That means four Jerusalems have been uh, destroyed or something. That's pretty rough. We got got uh, second Milsha. 
Yes, an original yep. Milsha. Mm. So I guess yep. a lot of planets get destroyed. In At this some universe. point, you you stop calling it the New Jerusalem <laughs> after the previous four didn't work out. But you know, right? It seems like uh, the name Jerusalem might be a little cursed or something. Yes, you um, think so. <clears throat> Uh, here we're here at the capital of Fifth Jerusalem, which is an orbiting like space station, basically. Yeah, this is where we meet our new character, Ziggurat Eight. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and this is great. So he's Ziggurat Eight, meaning something along the lines of he's 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 programmed. You can see he looks a bit like a cyborg, but that number eight is fascinating. There's also eight people in the meeting with him right there. So there's a council of eight that are looking mm-hmm. at the eighth Ziggurat, right, right. and commissioning some uh, work from him. Now, for those who don't know what a ziggurat is, it's more or less a pyramid, right? It's like a pyramid. Uh, You can find ancient ruins of old ziggurats in um, modern-day Iraq, and they look more like step pyramids with, like, these platforms that go up. Um, This was like Jacob's Ladder, if you're familiar with that, uh, was supposed to have been something like a ziggurat, not actually a ladder, (laughs) despite uh, King James' translation. And also the Tower of Babel, Right. was something along the lines of a ziggurat as well. Um, so, anyways, that's the uh, biblical reference to that name. Yeah. So, ziggurat is a cyborg, which is apparently antiquated technology at this point of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they kind of talk about it, him being a yeah, relic. or because he's a cyborg, and they don't do cyborgs anymore. No. They, they can make a billion realians. They don't need to, like, worry right. about the cyborg stuff now. They don't need to take a real human being and implant synthetic parts into them. Yeah. They just build a synthetic person that is almost indistinguishable from a real human anyway. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he's a cyborg, and they're bringing him in to brief him on uh, this UTIC organization. Is this the first time we've heard that name, UTIC? Is it in this scene? I believe so. It is, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, UTIC. He's supposed to be going to some base that they have where they have um, captured uh, a realian girl. But a very a child. important realian, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. she's, she's uh, what they call the 100 series realian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, they, they want him to go in and infiltrate and get her back, like save her and bring her back. Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, they mention in this scene about the incident from 14 years ago. Yeah, something crazy happened then. Apparently. I'm not sure if they're referring to Second Milsha here, or right. if they were. I, I would guess it's that. Not I would assume so. When Cosmos went crazy and killed all oh, the people, that seemed that to seemed be like only a, a few be, years. Yeah, like more recently. Yeah, yeah that seemed to be more recent. Yeah. So okay. I, I would guess that this is Second Milsha they're talking about, or original mm-hmm. Milsha they're talking about. Okay. Right. Um, they say this structure was once a shrine for some lost ancient religion. It was eventually abandoned mm. and remained uninhabited for centuries. So this it like looks thing sweet. he's going to. It yeah, looks like really a, cool. It's like mm-hmm. it's almost a cross sort of yes. shaped thing. It's, it's a cross, cross with like, but it's like a 3D with like and then it's got this bong, big lot of yeah, big long like spike at the bottom. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. So that's that's where this base of operations is for the UTIC organization. Yeah. And so he's going to and and apparently it used to be some sort of shrine for uh, an ancient religion in the past it was abandoned and so they kind of took it over it's just out there in space you know kind of like a space station or something um so 
they ask him if he'll take the mission, and he says a cyborg has no rights. I cannot right. refuse. They've commissioned him, and he's going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're treating him as though he has some sort of agency, although uh, he doesn't have it, and he doesn't seem to care that much. Yeah. He he. Yeah. he you know, he's being sort of um, what do you call it? Uh, he knows what what what's up. He's not like he yeah. has yeah. no illusions about. Yeah. Right. Because I'm, I'm pretty he's sure. Given, in, um, I'm pretty sure in this scene, like, you know, they sort of go into his background and um, he he sort of seeks out these sorts of really dangerous missions. Like, yeah, like because like it's almost yeah. like he's he, he's like he's seeking he's seeking either well, he's seeking one of two things. He either wants hmm. to he either wants to die or be right. destroyed or whatever, or he wants to get basically enough reward money to kind of make him like a full cyborg basically sure like, yeah get rid, of, I remember. get rid of get rid of whatever remaining vestiges of his humanity is left right um he doesn't he certainly doesn't feel human no yeah no. there was there's somebody who said something about like um he won't truly be dead until the last of his human parts are replaced with yes synthetic that's parts. right then, he, then he'll be declared illegally dead at that point then he'll be dead yeah yep. he'll be dead and yeah because he was um because and i think like there's another part in this scene where uh, one of the committee members is saying like um, before he was a cyborg, he was, you know, he killed himself. He shot himself in the head. Yes. Um, yeah. And, as soon as he leaves, they bring that up. Yeah. And like one of the other ones is like, are we sure we're going to trust like this guy? <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I think it's a bit later until we figure out like just what's going on with him, but something right. like something clearly happened to this guy. Yes, um, and yeah, I mean, that's more or less my note here, right? He committed suicide and was resuscitated and turned into a cyborg. Man, is that a miracle or is that just harsher punishment to force yeah. someone back right. to life? And yeah, he was, mentions why later. Yes. He says something about being an or He had like, you know, not really thinking about it. He had uh, listed as an o- organ donor or something yes. like that. And there's a program that will take organ donors and very literally... We are taking your organs and we are using them for our own purposes, um, even the brain, right? right. And that's like, ooh, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, like, yep. he, yeah. he didn't have a choice in the matter. It's like no. they, right. they wouldn't let him die because he was listed to have his organs <laughs> it's donated. And, and yeah. he lost his free will, too. And through whatever they've done to him, he no longer has the option to yeah. end his own life, even if he wanted to. Yeah, right. committing so suicide this is here. not in his programming, yeah. Yeah, and no matter how much he wants to, he has to continue to live. His punishment is not to die, it's to live. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy. I haven't seen this very much in, in media. Mm, yeah. um, this reminds me a little bit of Huron from The Silmarillion, uh, yep, yep. right? Where his mm-hmm. punishment is to live and watch his children. Now, yeah. you would think that somebody's going to die. Oh, please don't let me die. I have kids. I want to see my kids again. Right. Sauron lets, or is it Morgoth? It's Morgoth. I believe it's Morgoth. Morgoth lets Huron live and see his children. And it is yes. the worst punishment imaginable. Yep. It is, it is, um, you should read, you should read the Silmarillion or at least read the book, The Children of Huron. Uh, it's pretty horrific. But yeah, that's the kind of punishment that Ziggy, Ziggy is what they call him. Yeah. Um, is mm-hmm. going through and it's, it's crazy. I was trying to remember the name of the law. I got Wow Bob Wow here on Discord. 
who, who thank you for writing this out, the Life Recycling Act. Yeah, that that's up I, the Life yeah, Recycling I was, Act. I, I wanted to bring that up, but I wasn't sure like if they if he brought it up in this scene because I didn't want to like. I think it does come back a little later, but it should still be within this episode. Yeah, okay, still yeah. In this still in this episode, but yeah. um, he tells it to Momo later. Tells so. it to Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being like super cautious about spoilers. Thank you, so. by the way. Thank yeah. you. I, I I can tell you're holding back and you're doing yeah. great. That's good. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So before we leave him, before we leave, uh, Ziggy here, um, there's a symbol on his knees. It's a common symbol in Japanese. It's four dots with like an X and there's like a dot going all around it. Um, it's like an asterisk. Uh, it's a signifier to convey that the text is like a note or a side note, right? So similarly Mm -hmm. to an asterisk, it means uh, parenthetical information, something not necessary to the body as a whole, but quite necessary to be conveyed properly. Uh, the circles, as we've seen before. Oh, and then the six circles that are on him as well that are arranged in like something like a pyramid. That's just, I believe, a callback to the the idea of a ziggurat, just in general. Oh, right. That yeah. there's something of a hierarchy, right? And I think that's really important. Uh, the six circles on his uh, body represent the hierarchy. Uh, he is certainly at the bottom of this hierarchy. Right. Um, there's one up top, and then the pyramid goes from there, and then there's many at the bottom. So yeah, he also has robot hands and feet. So it seems to be only his brain. And only yeah. part of his brain that is actually the human part. Right, Everything else part. seems to be a robot. Yeah, I think they do either say that directly or imply it, that he is very, very, very close to being fully, like, machine. Um, yeah. There's another company here, too. They mentioned Ziggurat Industries, and that's where oh, he comes from. That's why his yeah. name is Ziggurat His name is Ziggurat oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah. the eighth product of yeah. Ziggurat Industries. Ziggurat 8 is basically his model number. Um, right. Oh, yeah, the eight on his name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, got it. So, anyways, that's crazy. So we've got Vector making military stuff. Ziggurat 8 makes assassins, apparently. Something like that. Yes. Cyborg people. Cyborg, that kill people. yeah. And then we've got uh, Utik now, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Utik. Um, so, obviously, Ziggurat, I mentioned the idea of the sort of pyramid type shape that a ziggurat is um so vector i bring i brought up earlier that like a vector you would say the vector of a virus is a thing or a vector uh, like a parasite can be a vector right right Right. well you tick okay so you're saying the tick yeah it's a tick as in like a parasite it's a parasite yeah right so you tick is the vector for anyways i'm just saying um i don't know what they're saying here but i believe both of these companies are saying the same thing in one way or another, these companies are both parasites. Um, yeah. And you can see that, that the way they, they rely on the military for their contracts, right? So they're kind of parasitical off the government, but they're doing their own plans besides. So they're, they're kind of sucking resources out of the government, but not doing anything beneficial to the people that the government funding sure, is yeah. for. Yeah. So you've got all sorts of uh, potential issues there. Um, but yeah, the vector and the tick, I think those are... Um, those are yeah, it's a really interesting, interesting. observation. And as usual... I never even saw the pyramid you're talking about on Ziggurat. It's just six dots on his <laughs> so, clothes. Yeah, I mean, it's very on. hard it's to, not, yeah. You know. Well, I was, I was even trying to look at, like, because um, on the screen, I think in the Federation headquarters, they're kind of in a circle room, right? It looks like yeah. the Jedi yes. Council oh, room or something exactly. like and that. And the chairs are super tall oh, yeah. and pointy. Yeah, yeah, and there's eight of them. Uh, yeah, very interesting. So on the screen behind them, is the word ah, or the letters S O C E? And I was trying to see what the words are underneath it because oh. I think it's an acronym mm. for something, right? And it's got it, the words it is, underneath. Yeah. Do you know what that acronym is? Because I could not read that. That text um, was way too low. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's 
wait, it's S O C E. So yeah, it's subcommittee on close encounters. Okay. Oh, there you go. Subcommittee okay. on close encounters. And they do mention a subcommittee later on, so that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Subcommittee on close encounters. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Well, we'll leave it at that. We're yes. gonna come back to that. We're gonna yes. come yeah. back to that. Um, okay, but this is like an Illuminati little group that's kind of like yeah, got I, their fingers I got, inside um, of everything. I got the the same vibes from the uh what are those dudes, the little crane looking dudes in Xeno Gears, the the uh Oh what are they called again? Oh the can't remember the gazelle. The gazelle? The, the, yeah. the gazelle ministry. The ga- I was gazelle. getting I was getting gazelle. a, a gazelle ministry gazelle. vibe oh. from these people. See, me too, I, me I too. was getting a gazelle ministry vibe from Wilhelm and the dude in the red cloak. You know, them, them also <laughs> them too. We, we keep yes. showing up to these people who are evil and they're plotting. Yeah. Well, we don't know if they're evil or not, but they're plotting. And that was what the Gezo more or less were in Xenogears. You just keep seeing them over and over. And it's like, what? Yeah. Who are these people? Um, so they're introducing us to tons of stuff here. They also mentioned that this girl that we're supposed to rescue, her name is mm-hmm. Momo, uh, that she's a special anti-gnosis realien. Yes. That that's what the 100 series is, that she isn't just... Um, a grunt to go do the work and then maybe her body can explode if they command it to. Right. Um, mm-hmm. She is, is specifically like she's a prototype of an anti-gnosis yes. weapon that uh, it's possible she might be the only one that exists and they need to, they need to figure out exactly what she's capable of. Right now yeah. um, there's also in this group of eight that are sitting around here, um, there is a woman and her name is L- Julie. Y- I think Yuli. I think yeah, it's a pronounce like Yuli, so they don't pronounce Yuli. the hard J. Okay, yeah. um, and she's more or less the boss. She seems to more or less be kind of the leader that everyone kind of respects and defers yeah. to. Um, yep. And she was the she's the ex wife of this other scientist. Yes. Who oh yes, did all this stuff on um, Milsha, I think right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Yo- Yokim Mizrahi. Mizrahi. Yeah. Yeah. Mizrahi. Yeah. And I've got some notes on that last name here. Um, yeah. But first off, also Ziggy. Ziggy wants to lose his memories. So it's not just that he just wants to die, or if he can't die, however that goes. It is specifically we mentioned that he might want to replace and become a full cyborg, or he mm-hmm. wants to die. Um, at the very least, he asks a very specific favor from Yuli and yes, says... Yes, I've got the note good, on yeah, here. Yeah, yes, it's coming. I just now realize it's yeah. a little bit later. But he asks her, can I have my remaining memories re- erased? erased? So yeah. he is being haunted in um, his life by his the memories of his former self. Right. And mm-hmm. they keep like showing up in his mind and he, he doesn't want to have anything to do with who he used, used to, to be. be. With yeah. Right. The, yeah. And yep. he wants to get rid of all of those memories. That's the mm-hmm. particular part there. Yeah, which is sort of like the a true death, right? Like Yeah. He's yeah. died, I would think, probably multiple times technically at this point, but they <laughs> have revived yeah. him, right? Yeah. And so like but he has the memories of those past lives, if you right. want to call it that. And they just follow him, you know. Yeah, and so he wants he wants a true death. He wants to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what he asks is payment. That was the interesting part. Yes, it's yeah, like I'll do this payment. if you erase my memories, kind of thing. That's and right. Yuli yeah, agrees. Yeah. Right? She agrees. Yeah. So she does. Um, okay. So I got uh, an interesting note here. Uh, the Realian girl who Ziggy is supposed to go save. Where we cut to a scene where she's being in, not really interrogated, but just approached, gently interrogated yeah. by by yeah. Margulis. Yeah. And she reveals that she can all that she can really do is seek out and find Gnosis, is what she says. Of course, we found out later she can also do the Hilbert effect. Yes, but, yes, but she's not as um, focused with that. Yeah, yeah, so he says, we'd like to have a word 
with the man you have inside of you. Yeah. He will be arriving soon. Xeno Gears yeah. vibes. Yep. Yeah, I was yeah. going to bring that up too, yeah. So this sounds, to me, this sounds like something we shouldn't know about her yet. Right? Like, if, Yeah, it if felt this like it was major... early to, uh, to announce this totally. as a thing going on. Totally. We just, the first time we see this character... And it's like, oh, by the way, there's another person inside of you. It's like, I, it's, isn't that something you wait for later may, to Maybe reveal? a little bit later, because that sure could have been a cool reveal. Now, I'm not, there are plenty of things that I'm hoping to sure. be revealed in the future, right? This would be adding more to them. Um, but when you have a character that the bad guys or some people are trying to get at and say, oh, I need, I need this person, like they kidnap a little girl, for instance. You, you would want to hide the fact that, oh, we don't really care about the girl. We want the info that is, we want her memories. We want something in her head. We're not, we don't want to kill her or anything like that. You typically would withhold that information a little bit later because that's fascinating. That is very interesting that that's where this story is going. And like, that's where her plot point or her, um, you know, character development is going in that way, right? She's got some other person inside of her brain and we know that right away. That could have been a really cool reveal if they had done that later on. Uh, but we'll see what other mysteries surround Momo because we certainly don't know everything about her character. Right. So Ziggy pulls in after this. He's got some kind of like yeah, he's invisible invisibility or cloaking device. An or invisibility punch, sort of yeah. <laughs> sneaking <laughs> yeah. through. Very Metal Gear um, Solid Two kind of like trying to sneak into this place with the with the. Um, what is it? The stealth camouflage, and then stealth oh no, oh, <laughs> yes, no, it, it, it falls. In the sneak you know, suit. It, it stops working all of a sudden, and now yeah, <laughs> yeah. the batteries and ran out. I forgot to, I got forgot oh, to man. recharge the batteries on my yeah, stealth. Yeah, now, now <laughs> a lot I have of to, them. Now I have to actually worry about being caught by the bad guys. Very Metal Gear Solid too. <laughs> Very convenient, yeah. but you know yes. what? This is actually a pretty fun uh, part of the game. I think the the sneaking past. Oh yeah, I, I laughed at this. Um, yeah. Because his feet are like really freaking loud. <laughs> they're just oh, yeah. like they're clanking pure metal. all the time. Like, yeah. Heavy metal, yeah. Just yeah, clank, clank, like, clank, a... clank. And I think they bring up a thing like yes, you can they do. hold yeah. down, is it like R2 or something? To go yeah. slower. So you can walk or, slower. Yeah. But his walk. feet are just it's as so... loud either way. And there's, he's making like a big deal <laughs> oh, about like walking quietly. Yeah. But then you can like target and shoot and explode like, like crates and things. Yeah. Like yeah, right yeah. in front of these guys, anyways. And then. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a minor distraction. It just, like, it just distracts it's just, them a It's little. just one of those like gamey things that you yes. just accepted yeah. back in that time. You just accepted it. And honestly, <laughs> it did make it fun-ish. You know, I, I enjoyed this part of the game. I thought it yeah. was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're kind of sneaking through. If they hear you, they'll chase you and you'll have a fight. Yeah. And uh, you're kind of moving through in the building until you come to uh, where she's kidnapped. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's being held prisoner in a cell, uh, but she says you can't like bust down the door. It's going right. like, to turn on an alarm. It'll turn on the alarm, yeah. So you got to go grab this master key first, which is, yeah. I think, in a control room nearby. Then you come back and unlock mm -hmm. the door. He confirms that she's the 100 series observational yeah. unit prototype. She says she doesn't like being called that. Uh, he asks if yeah. she's got some other name. He can call her. And she, she doesn't have time to answer because the, the guard he had knocked out in the front reaches behind and yeah. hits the alarm button. So, so the alarm went off anyways. Off. It didn't yep. matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. He could have just didn't busted the door matter. down. He could have busted her out. Wouldn't have made a difference. Exactly. But then she says, oh, Momo. Yes. You can call me Momo. That's mm -hmm. what her father specifically used to call her. Yes. It was her father's name for her. Yes. Um, was yep. Momo. Her and as Momo. we learned, I think, from 
one of the previous scenes. Yes. Yuli Mizrahi, yep. who is the ex-wife of Joachim Mizrahi. Yeah. Considers herself Momo's mother. So Joachim Mizrahi is the father of Momo's. And Yuli's husband was yeah, yep. Joachim, who, oh, there's a good line here. He was a madman who lost himself in science. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, well, I can't say anything about another game that we often oh, yes. keep bringing up here. But <laughs> anyways, because um, yeah, it's a little. I was gonna say that's that's all they say about yeah. about Joachim Mizrahi at this. Point, that is right? it. They okay. kind of went crazy because of the science, right? Okay. But somehow, ended up in this little girl's head. So they do mention that the person inside of her. And this is what they reveal so quickly. They reveal I didn't so even fast. remember that. You they really didn't? say it's Joachim that's they inside say, of her? They yeah. say, well, okay, they don't say it's Joachim. Sorry. They say it's the U-T-I-C, the U-T-I-C founder is inside of her head. Oh. The founder of that company. Oh. Yes. This was revealed. Holy crap. Yeah. I didn't remember that now, line. Was this not revealed? I don't know how I would know this unless no, it was revealed. No, I read I, it in the game. No, it, it must have been revealed. Like I, it was it's, revealed. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track of like what was revealed and what wasn't. Like, um, okay, but yeah, so, that watch was revealed. Yeah, this is what I have. Whoa, an invisible dude just showed up. He's using gnosis tech. Is he a gnosis or a human? Oh, it's Ziggy Eight. <laughs> My next note. Oh wow, the Utic founder is in Momo's head? Question mark. My next note is about Mizrahi. The word itself. Oh, yes. So it's word. during that conversation with yeah. Ziggy and then when they leave and the people come and talk to her and say, oh, like that whole thing, right? With with Yuli. So it's revealed. I'm Now, if this isn't revealed. I, I just didn't pick up on it. I, I don't remember have. that okay. line. Okay. But uh, it's very possible I missed it because that's what happens. I'm, I'm pausing and starting and writing notes and yes. then I play it again and I'm still yeah. taking a note and it's possible that Kay. they say something and I miss so it. So I, I made this leap of an assumption that the UTIC founder is her father. I, I am thinking about that. I don't know that. Yeah, I'm checking uh, but the script I do right know now. Yeah. That whoever is in her head is the UTIC founder and her father was a scientist who went mad. So those two things could be separate or they could be related. Okay. Um, let me know when you got that... Uh looked up tj yeah um um okay yeah <laughs> if this is it if this is something i made up i have no <laughs> idea how i would have gotten that i have no idea because well, it sounds right because the thing I mean, is that, that it, yeah sounds, that sounds like what i mean from a storytelling like structural perspective right. someone it important sounds like what you is in do. her head right yeah let me yeah and it's probably an important person who is no longer alive because they can't get to this person. Oh, okay. Other than yeah. Through okay. Her. Right. Okay. So and I'm gonna... then the other not alive person related to her is her father, who also was a scientist. So anyways, okay. I'm just so connecting some dots. So let so I'll read the script verbatim here because I have it pulled up. Oh, good. Um, good. Okay. So this is in one of the flashback scenes. So Ziggy is talking to Yuli Mizrahi. Um, so he says, "So that 100 series Realian is coded with extensive amounts of research data left behind by the founder of Utic." That's Yuli, it. And that's Yuli what I'm responds. Saying. Yeah, Yuli that's responds. Yes, it's data that could affect the entire fate of mankind. Um, that's what I remember. That's yeah, the that, line I remember. Okay, so I paraphrased thing. it to I simplified it by just yeah. saying the founder of Utic is in her head. That yeah. may not be exactly correct, but well, more or less if you're gonna anthropomorphize what yeah. is in her head, it would be that. Yes, yes. Because the guy says, I want the the man in your head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a person. Yeah. So, yes. so it's right. yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's basically yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Good, 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 good. The part that I was not tripped up on up. was not whether or not the UTIC founder was in her head, but that the, the UTIC owner being Joaquin. Yeah. That's I, the part I, I was like, whoa, I don't remember that. I probably made that connection in my head, but that's a pr- we'll call that a prediction for now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a prediction. All right, got it. Okay. Okay, so. Oh, and then the word Mizrahi, I have this as well. It's a word for certain Jews that stayed in the Middle East for the last 2,000 years. Um, many Jews were dispersed, but many stayed in the area. Most of the Mizrahi Jews now live in present-day Israel. And then the name Joachim is an Israeli name. It means raised by Yahweh. It was, or it used to be called Jehoiakim. Or Jehoiakim. Oh. It was an early yeah. Jewish king uh, it was, before the destruction of Jerusalem. Yeah, so I was going like to say twenty years before. I was going to say that was the last king on the throne of it was Judah. The second that was, to last. It was the second to last. Yeah, Zedekiah was the last. Zedekiah right. was Zedekiah's brother. Yeah, but I think Zedekiah was almost like a puppet ruler placed on the throne. They both by the were Babylonians. actually. Oh, so they Jehoiakim, both. Okay, Jehoiakim was a puppet for I believe Egypt, and then Zedekiah okay. was uh, supposed to be a puppet for Babylon. Yeah. However, he broke it off. And okay, that's not what that's Jeremiah right. told him to do. And then the Babylonians came and destroyed. That's all right. Those. I remember that the, those yeah. two were sort of on the throne in both. very quick succession. So yeah, yes, okay. Exactly, exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, anyways, that name is uh. The, so we're we're going from the German and the Italians who were in cahoots, and now we've got the Jews. Anyway, so the, <laughs> we're, we're putting together a whole group of yeah. people that I think this is going to be very related to actual history. If I right, sure. right, 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 posit that myself. Sure. Okay. So um. Yeah, she says her name is Momo. That was the name her yep, father Momo. gave her. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're sneaking through the base, Momo asks him if he's a Realian, and he answers that he's an ex-human. I thought that was really interesting. Ex-human. Yeah, yeah. Ex-human, a cyborg, an ancient relic. I registered as an o- organ donor without giving it much thought, and they resurrected me after my death. And she answers that infamous life recycling act, right? And he says, yeah. Mm, the so Species she... Preservation Act came about thanks uh, to that mess or the mess that the old law caused. Yeah. Uh, so it was, so the it... old law sucked and then their remedy for the old law also sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think, I think all we know right now is like the life, re- or yeah, the life recycling act was basically this whole reason why this horrifying thing came about where Ziggy was able to be resurrected and brought brought back into a cyborg yeah. against his will um i think there might be they they, I, they definitely go more into that later um but that's kind of all we need to know right now okay sounds good yeah so um she then asks his name and realizes uh that he was or wait what i, I wrote my note a little funkier she asks his name and right. um <clears throat> he says ziggurat eight and she's like oh you were a human once, and you have a name that sounds more like a robot. Yeah, what's your deal? Like, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Like, I got to give you a more human name. So she calls him Ziggy. But this mm-hmm. initiates a flashback for him. Yes, it does. Where yeah. he remembers a child, I'm assuming his son, because yeah. calls, he calls yeah. him dad in the scene. One would assume that, yeah. Where he gives his child a dog. Now, this is not, this is like a cyborg dog or something. Because yeah. Ziggy in the in the flashback says, "I yeah. wish I could have gotten a real one," and it sounds yeah. like, "Oh no, yeah. it's great! I love it so much and everything." But yeah. he the the child asks if it has a name, and Ziggy says Nexus Six. So I'm guessing it's a model number Nexus yeah. Six, yeah, you know, like you were talking about, right? And yep. he says, "Oh, like we shouldn't call it that. Like we should call it Nex for short." Yeah, Nex. So it's almost Nex-y. in exactly the same way. That yeah. Momo nicknamed him Ziggy, that his yeah. son nicknamed this dog Nex. 
and it and just that, causes that, yeah. One of those flashbacks or one of those memories he's haunted by, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this also tells us a lot about Momo's character. Um, so Momo talks about how, oh, you, you're a human. It doesn't make sense for you to have a robot name because you're a person. Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like her robot name. She I was goes gonna... by Momo. Right. Yeah. She thinks of herself as a person. She I has would... a sentience that other realians do not appear to have. Yeah, yes. I was going right. to bring that up. Like the differences between like how Momo approaches like her name and how mm-hmm. Ziggy does very much in opposition. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. he wants to not be human yes, anymore. He wants and to give she up. Wants yeah. to be more human. Yeah, yes. and yeah. she's yeah. she's pushing him. <laughs> more to be like no kind of almost trying to have him retain what little humanity he has left i like the way that you put that that is that's yeah totally even amazing. though yeah. she probably doesn't uh, even real she probably i mean there's no way that she would know like his background but you know she just instinctively like no you can't call yourself this well You're... no well here's the thing though here's the thing though yeah there is no way she would know his background however as i took this note here she asked Ziggy, or she asked him if Ziggy sounds too much like a puppy name. That mm. is un that that is uncannily familiar to the flashback that he had just had in his mind. So yeah. she tells him, "You should be called Ziggy." He has a flashback about a dog called Nex, and as soon as he comes out, yeah. of it, she goes, "Wait, do you think that your name s- resembles a puppy?" Like, oh, it, it, how does she know she, that? Make, make, she doesn't. <clears throat> how uh, does she know that he was just thinking she about? She wonders a whether or not, like, he he thinks his name is too silly, like a yeah, puppy name rather totally. Than, yeah, but how on the nose? So, was so you're she saying, like, so bringing she, up the idea of a puppy. So she sort of picked up on like that flashback that he was thinking about. Um, I don't know. My question here is: Can she read thoughts? Oh, is okay. she yeah. uh, bulimic? Can she read minds? Yeah. Did you guys get that joke? You guys don't get that joke. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you sorry, can read minds, Zoolander, dude. Oh, I haven't I seen that. The girl says so she's long. bulimic, and he goes, "You can read minds." Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's okay. right. I remember, so I remember now, that yeah. now. Okay. 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 Sorry, man. That's Anywho. my bad. I should have picked Anywho. up. That's on a that. fail on my um, part. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. I've got a, a post here from uh, Aiden Uzuki in Discord. Uh, Nexus Six is a direct reference, and I should have known this. Yeah, too, I was going to bring that up to Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that's just a. Takahashi throwing in something because he's yeah. a sci-fi nut. Um, I'm guessing it's not one of those references that like means something, like <laughs> has a deeper mean. Because yeah. in the in these games, you, you you know, it's like it's like fifty fifty. Like I know, yeah, is it fifty fifty? Is it significance of the plot, or is it just because Takahashi's a nerd? You know, yeah. And in that case, it's still disappointing because it'll it could throw you off the trail, or it could make you think things that yeah. are cooler than what they actually did in the game. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nexus Six uh, was a series of replicants developed by Eldon Tyrell and his genetic design team to the more uh, to be more human than all previous Nexus models. So oh, there you go. That's where that reference cool. comes from for the puppy. Um, okay, so this escape sequence through the sewers as they're running away. This is, I mean, one hundred percent straight up copied from the escape in Solaris from those robots yeah. that were chasing oh, around. Of course, right of after course. the scene where like yeah, the but Emperor you're in comes kind up of and like talks. A church, a church looking place though, right? There's no, no, kind of this is this is like uh the scene right before that is where oh, um, I see. That, like all the people gather and they have that big speech by the Emperor and oh, then, yes, yes, yes. um uh I what's his what name? Mean. Yeah. Well, 
long Kane? silver hair with the oh Krellian. Krellian. Krellian comes up and he like you know finishes the speech. Says we captured everybody yeah. right, and then like these uh, faces oh, yeah, get recognized. The yeah, and they go yeah. they go down into the cellar and they're yeah. running away. And there's these bridges that you go like cross back and forth. And like you can come back and get treasure and then go back across. <laughs> and yeah. these little robots chase you through there. Yes. And if they hit you, there's a battle initiated. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. This is literally exactly the same yeah. thing nice. in this uh, little sequence here. Yeah. So yep. I did have to say the place we're in, though, is super cool. The churchy looking area yeah. of this whole, it looks super sweet. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to In fact, it looks up, very yeah. similar to, uh, is it Nissan? Yeah, the Nissan or Nissan. Nissan. Yeah. So there's like even the, the Nissan cross that's like the... Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the cross. It looks just yeah. the same as in uh, Xenogears. Oh, does it? Well, is it the, the same? cross and how it yeah. looks kind of like a star. Yeah, I was going to bring up the design of the cross because it's a very, because it's a, it's not like a normal cross. It's It's got that weird sort of design to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And I didn't get to see a super great look at it, but this temple yeah. resembles very much this church. Looks a lot like the, the building, the church building at Nissan. Yeah. Okay. So um, they end up stuck in what looks like some sort of storage room. There's like three huge like eggs units in there. Um, oh, right. Ziggy right, is right. mentioning how even he can't take on like three of those right. things at once. And she's like, what if I, what if I can disable their equipment from afar? And he's yeah. like, you yeah. can't do that. Are you kidding me? And she can use the Hilbert effect, <laughs> yeah, which and is here, crazy. So now we're seeing a, a little bit of a broadening of the capabilities of the Hilbert effect, what it can do, what what applying the Hilbert effect can do. It's yeah. not just for bringing Gnosis into reality. It is also, yeah. it can be used to focus on different things, and it could also, like, incapacitate a mech or an egg. Yeah. Right, an egg. Do you not see yeah. the W at all, or is it just eggs? It's just eggs. Okay. So yeah, just pretend I don't... the W isn't even there. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. pretend. Just I'm not sure how they get that eggs, pronunciation yeah. from, but <laughs> okay. that's just how it so, is, yeah. I, I almost wondered a little bit, like, is this, is is the Hilbert effect something that can bring in the unseen into into the re- reality, into the seen world? And, but it can also <clears throat> do the opposite. It can take things that are seen oh, in the real world maybe. and push them out into the unseen. Maybe. That that could cause a malfunction on it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Okay. I make some of their pieces disappear. I didn't, uh, I didn't think of that. That that could be. I guess I just thought like adjusting the frequency of the wave itself could just disrupt machinery or something. But yeah. that it would be, be interesting if it yeah. was that. It could be that there's a more broad use. I, I'm just stuck on how it was initially used and trying to make sense of it based on that. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So she uses this Hilbert effect, and like all the sensors of the eggs are get messed up. Um, but she kind of faints. It like really affects her as well. Yeah, yeah. That was that was something I was actually thinking about while I was huh. playing it. I was like, okay, wait. Why does she do it all the, the time? They made the Hilbert effect this like ultra powerful thing that only yes. the most advanced weapon they've ever made, Cosmos, can do. Yeah. But this 100 series Realian can use it. Why don't they just build like an army of those so that they can just in this localized way? You know, kill a gnosis while yeah. they're. But, but I liked what they added to that was that the the Hilbert effect also hits the Realians, so, so they can't continue fighting if they were to do that. She almost like completely passes out. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's like, a good that's a good observation actually. And so that's what makes Cosmos so special, where yes. it's like she can use it and still be like good to go, hundred percent. Yes, can still continue like it doesn't affect right. her. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So. For her, for Momo, I mean, like, she can't 
it's it's dangerous, I would think, to use this for her her own safety. Yeah. But in you know limited circumstances or in the right circumstance, you know maybe it's uh, what what. Anyways, you Very fight cool. those three. Uh, it's kind of funny in the battle because they'll like shoot each other from time to time because mm. their sensors are all off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that detail. Yeah. Um, once you get outside the base, uh, Margulis is waiting out there. That little sword attack he does into the ground with the oh, fire yeah. and everything. And it oh just yeah. Causes this like um, this like uh, what, what do you even call it? like an earthquake of fire to like yeah. fire right in front of him and blast him back. It was a really cool. cool attack, a really cool effect, and it, yeah. it really sort of like I don't know, it like gave um, Margulis himself like a, a sense of menace as a villain yeah. that, that really worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think his voice actor is really really good at sort of like yeah. shooting that sort of intimidation. Um, so you fight him there. Uh, it's not exactly a win in the game, losing the cutscene situation, <laughs> yeah. but it kind of is because at the it, like you just like. You don't kill him, you, but you do escape, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you beat him up pretty good in <laughs> yeah. terms of, like, the numbers and damage you're doing in comparison yes. to him. But, but then at the end of it, he's like, he's oh, I'm basically. just getting started. Is that all yeah. you got? Show me what you're really... Anyway, of course. Of but course. Uh, Ziggy had planted an explosive. He detonates it, and he's he's kind of running off with Momo, but he he, he, he gets some, like, it's, he sense, it's almost like he senses something, kind of like... Shion earlier with the girl. Mm. Like, something happens and he, he has uh, to look back, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is where... And you see the line of, like, vehicles and then there's there's a blue one. I don't know. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't either. I was looking yeah. so hard. I got up and physically walked to my 65-inch <laughs> television and was, like, looking as close as possible to see something. <laughs> nice. It's got, like, oh this red overlay yeah. that makes it really hard to see anything. And this the, the, the UI of his, like, POV... Yeah you know what he's saying is like really busy yeah there's and a lot going on yeah i'm like what is he looking at i don't see anything is there or is there something we're supposed to see there tj i don't believe uh, i i think nothing specific i think you're just supposed to pick up there's something here that he senses we the player don't know what it is but ziggy you know in whatever way he's doing like he can pick something up okay but we but don't here's know my specifically. issue here's my issue with that okay uh, just 10 minutes later he sees it again well even less like a few minutes later he see he recalls that same memory again yeah he, it's like he remembers it right There's something we're supposed to see <laughs> like why why show us the shot and then we don't know what's there and then he remembers it and i'm like oh, okay because i i felt kind of dumb i was like man it, i'm trying to figure out what that thing is and then as soon as he see i'm like oh i just had to wait two more minutes again yeah, or, and then, and then he sees it. it again and then i'm watching and no i can't see again it. same thing was and, it was, uh, was it something we're supposed to see or was it just something like he senses something or like maybe it it's, bothers him but he's not like it's probably a sense yeah, in fact, I'm I, guessing I almost could hear. He, that's he doesn't always see how, it either. He, uh, I'm guessing, like it's it's not that we're missing it. It's it, he senses something, but he well, can't pick up. That's, well, no, that's what I. There is yeah. a vehicle. There is a vehicle. Well, there yeah, there's that, there's the, like an it, arm coming it could off be the of the vehicle one of those. itself, though. Yeah, it I, could be that 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 vehicle, vehicle is what we're supposed to see, yeah. and that maybe later on we'll we'll realize, oh, that was a transport for a thing, but that he knew back when he was younger or something. How did it end up here? Something like that, instead of like a person or that's what i was looking for i was like there's got to be somebody there but it must just be the vehicle otherwise they showed it to us twice (laughs) right and if they did it twice that means it's important that means it's important anytime you go into a pov vehicle anytime in a movie i don't care what you're watching if they go into the pov (laughs) of the character (laughs) that means they want you to see something very specific they're trying to show you something if they show it two two times (laughs) twice 
Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's got to be something to that. There's got to be. But I don't see it. I don't see it either, but unless, unless it's just the vehicle. In TJ, which case, I was looking. I didn't see the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Yeah. TJ, our, uh, our resident expert on Xenosaga <laughs> Episode 1, is telling us there's not really anything to see there. No. I, I mean, that's always how I've interpreted it, is like... There's nothing that you, the player, is supposed to see. It's it's mostly just drawing your attention to Ziggy is noticing or sensing something is mm. not right. And what's what is it? We don't know yet. Okay. Um, but well, it's not I, like that, but yeah, but you guys did not you guys did not miss anything. <laughs> okay, okay, thank good, you. Thank good. you. Thank yeah. you. That's, so we just wasted, you know. I wasn't minutes. an idiot completely. Just <laughs> a little completely. bit because I tried that hard to see something that wasn't. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 to be fair, if you're playing the game for the first time and you see that, it's like, wait, was there something there? Or like, right. you know, like, so I don't blame you guys for, for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, that's good to know. Um, other than, so I, I, I think what we're supposed to gain from this is his idea I sense a presence I haven't felt yeah. since. Yeah, since basic, <laughs> basically, yeah. The Clone Wars, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. so Momo asked him too, like, "Hey, something bothering you?" And he's like, "Yeah, he won't tell anyone about it." Which yeah. is exactly Cosmos' reaction when she also went into her cyborg view and yeah. saw what's his name, Chaos, and yeah. then she's asked about it, and it's like, or, or she just knows, I guess, not yeah. to say. Anything I don't think. About I don't think Shion, anybody. Shion has her own little secrets. So yeah. does freaking. Um, Virgil, uh, Cosmos, Cosmos, and then Ziggy, they're all seeing things that are like presences that are being manifest yeah. to them directly that they have this intuition that they're not supposed yeah. to talk about this out loud. They're seeing things, they have secrets that they are not yes. telling anybody under any circumstances. It's not, like the secrets thing is is more typical for a story, and I don't, I think it's fine. They're seeing <laughs> stuff. Like they're all right. like... Or I guess in Ziggy's case, it could have been feeling. But they're all, like, intuiting things that they're just keeping to themselves. Right. Um, My guess is once they share info with each other, that that's where we'll actually be able to uh, figure out what's going on. Right. 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 They all have little pieces, it seems. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that that might be a good place to leave off. They escape. Um, they have to kind of shake some pursuers that are coming good. after them. They kind of get yeah. out, right? In like hyperspace or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they eventually shake them. But uh, I think next time we'll pick up back on the Elsa again, where the crew mm-hmm. is all kind of having some okay. dinner that she. That's good. Except, I do have one last little note here, and, okay. and it's just about it's just about Momo's. Um, there's a symbol on her clothes that I find fascinating. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and it's also on Yuli Mizrahi's outfit as well. They both have the same symbol on their clothes. It's the mm-hmm. golden snitch from Harry Potter is what it is. Really? No. Uh, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> yes, really. Well, but, not um, really the golden snitch, but, but really the, 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 a golden ball. There's a golden ball it. with wings on the sides, right? And it's on mm-hmm. the back of Momo's hoodie as well as her, her legs. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for Yuli, okay. it's on her as well. So I'm guessing it's 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 a Mizrahi. It's a it's either all of the people who are in that family have this emblem on them, or if there's like a company that she's associated with, the S the the subcommittee, the S C O R E, whatever that is. Score. Oh, the the yes. what did you say that the was subcommittee again? on? Oh, the um, subcommittee, contact, the subcommittee close on close encounters, close, close encounters. Yeah, C E. That's right. S O C E. So um. Uh, but I didn't notice it on anyone else. It's just on these two people. It's just on Momo and uh, Yuli. That but would that would to me that would mean it's like a family situation. It could or be a family, like in which yeah, case this represents the family itself. Um, but it's a golden ball with wings. Um, it's uh, 
either descending from a circular halo or it's going up into the circular halo. I can't tell. It oh, seems okay. like it's coming out of it. It's descending down or the halo is just part of it. Either one, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the snitch from Harry Potter. It is also an ancient alchemy symbol of transformation. It comes. It goes all the way back to ancient Egypt as well. It's, one, mm. it's a symbol of one of the gods. It's like the cosmic egg with wings on it. And um, anyways, it's really, really interesting. Um, It's the potential. It represents potential and transformation, right? So it's the potential that is fluid and in constant flux, but that, if you can catch it, can be realized through a miraculous transformation, right? So the symbol in Harry Potter would have been from the same... Yes, Harry Potter and Xenosaga. Mm -hmm. Well, Xenosaga came out after the Harry Potter movies, so they probably just... Stole yeah, or it, or it would have been well. Well, it it would Xenosaga started development in two thousand. So depending on like, uh, that's actually a good, which point. is before the first Harry so Potter it could movie. it could be incidental. They could both be yeah. on the same alchemical it's, source, which yeah. is based on the ancient Egyptian stuff. It yeah. goes way back though, way, right. way back. Um, yeah, it's um they they both draw on, on similar uh, s- symbolism here. So if you can catch it, then the transformation is realized, right? So it's it's something of an angel figure with alchemical connotations. The potential is made clear also by the fact that this girl, Momo, is presented to us as a child. Uh, right. A, a mm. child is nothing but potential. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, awaiting some future transformation, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is just what kids are and just in general, right? So there's right. an angelic angelic innocence of, of children. So these two symbols mm-hmm. work together to tell me a little bit more about who this character is. Um, I'm not saying she'll be a perfect angelic child. I'm just saying that the symbolism with which she is presented to us may have something to do with her ability to transform later on in the game. Uh, she also has red gems on all over her body, <laughs> on her hair and on her neck and yeah, her all over. legs yeah. and stuff. And her, her weapon, her scepter looking. It's like a sword. It's like a, um, like a scimitar thing, but it's just a staff. Yeah, right. right, right. It's not like a sword. Uh, that's got red gems and stuff. And of course, that evokes the imagery of something like the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, there's some um, alchemy stuff going on here, uh, and that's more or less all I really wanted to I tell you bring what, up about that. Um, I think from now on, I'm gonna start really on purpose training my brain to like <laughs> look at symbols on clothing because okay. whatever reason, my yeah. brain just does not make that detail well, important to me. It it might ruin your life. <laughs> 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 Talking about Carl Jung and things like um, what's it called? Synchronization, synchronicity, synchronicity. Like yeah. yeah. Um, it's um, it's cool. It happens to me a lot now. I'll just put it that way. Since <laughs> I've studied Carl Jung and since I've looked into all of this psychological, philosophical, deep, like religious, ancient, historical stuff. Um, I synchronicities happen to me basically like every multiple times a day now, and I'm just like I'm seeing things that almost like that schizophrenic people are like <laughs> the government's following me. You know, I'm just like noticing stuff is, everywhere is that, that I product, never used to notice. Is that a product of synchronicity, or is that a product of a aggressively pattern seeking brain? <laughs> uh, mm. I think they might; those two things might be the same thing. Might be one and the same. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's you are patterned, but y- what my point is that I'm training my pattern recognition. Brain to recognize even more patterns. Yes. <laughs> to like really. It's a muscle that you're exercising. Yeah, it's becoming. Yeah, hone into uh, those patterns. It's on roids. Yeah, it's on roids now. And uh, we'll see if this ends up with me in the hospital or if I can, you know, make it work okay. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, oh, the last man. thing here is uh, when they escape, I forgot to mention this. There's a little girl that looks like Momo with silver hair and then a taller oh, silver yes. hair guy That's that right. kind of come into the, yep. the shot. 
And um, yeah. Margulis says to them, you're late. So you're late. Another mystery there. Who are these? Who people? are these? Yeah. It's um, almost like another. They're almost like um, alternate versions of characters that we've already seen before. Yeah. Right. There's another Momo. Maybe she's not the only prototype that they made. Yeah. There's more more Realian 100 series out there. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, we're going to wrap up there for now. Thanks for joining yes. us, everybody. Uh, we'll pick up again back on the Elsa with Xion and crew. Till then, peace out. Bye. Bye.